Josh Getzoff, radio voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're listening to Fly Penguins Fly Game Day Podcast. So what's up? How's Nashville? Did I just mispronounce? How's Nashville? I think you said it right. I, think you were I was fine. like, "How's Smnaznaz?" Just yeah, turned into some Russian um, slur, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, wow, um, that's perfectly described. <laughs> yeah, drunk dude at a bar in Moscow, probably. Yeah. Say it that I've way. Been, um, I have been that one time, although I wasn't very drunk. I was sober Moscow. sober enough to realize that the bouncer was probably former KGB and not yeah. to talk politics. Ever, probably, yeah. but yeah. there especially at that moment. Especially then. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, Nashville's good. Um, been here for a little over two weeks, and I'm finally driving back home tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, mm. um, whatever date of February that is. But yeah, it's been good. Um, I haven't been here for this long since I lived here, so there's a little bit of a mind F that's occurring. but. Yeah, it's been really nice to just like have settle in and not feel like I have to cram in or like prioritize the places that I love that I want to go because it's like, oh, you have time. You can you can just mosey on wherever. So it's yeah, it's been good. And the recording process was killer. It was so fun and um, challenging. But Mm. it's you know, it's just always how it is whenever you let your brain feelings spill out into the world you are like oh this is actually yeah a thing now that other people are going to hear and know about me so that's and just to clarify for listeners and welcome to fly penguins fly everybody mm-hmm. uh jordan again we've sort of placed this in context on a on an earlier episode but is is in nashville having wrapped up some initial recording sessions for your your next lp right yeah, we did. We knocked everything out. So oh, wow. we, yeah, we got everything done ahead of schedule too. We finished up on Friday and we were supposed to, we were going to be in the studio through this coming Wednesday. So we Wild. got everything done speedy quick. It was very efficient, but yeah, this is all, I released five songs over the course of the past six years, I think, um, five or six years. And those are going to be on this LP and then start oh, nice. releasing songs over the summer, probably. And then the full thing and in the fall. So heck yeah. And you're an yeah. hour, you're an hour behind Pittsburgh right now in Nashville. Isn't that right? Central yep. time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Central time. I guess which that is also weird. It is kind of, I, I think of Nashville as fairly East, but then again, the Preds just hockey wise, they're central mm-hmm. division, aren't they? They are. Yeah. And they, yeah. Whenever we play the Preds in Nashville, the games always start an hour, you know, an hour later than they normally do for Pittsburgh puck drops. And sometimes Um, they end with Sidney Crosby hoisting the Stanley cup. Oh, that was a good moment. Oh boy. Um, I had a Twitter interaction with Gregler. Who's a, I just love saying that out loud. Gregler. Uh, that's the username of of Greg, a a uh, a listener of the podcast and and a and a Twitter pal. I am trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, we were talking 
about, I had posted a picture of the final, well, the calendar month of April, the yeah. Penguins schedule of, of that time. I can't mm-hmm. form sentences. And the last game is against the Isles. Gregler has a ticket to that game. And I thought, what a, unless it didn't seem like they had season tickets, it seemed like he got a ticket to the game because he wants to feel some pain. Like, okay, which is valid. You, well, but hold on. Let me, let me, let me back that statement up for a second because I'm also in the company of you, Jordan. And as a season ticket holder, isn't that your preference to see the, the wave goodbye game or the final game before the, the, the season regular? I can't speak. Can you finish my sentence? please? It's that's, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, But yes, I, for some reason, I don't know if it's like the same part of my brain that, that utilizes girl math regularly but it makes more sense in my head to get the package for um, the the last game of the season as opposed to the game or the package that includes the first game of the season. Mm -hmm. There is like some logic up there that's like, well, the demand for the first game of the season will be what it is. Like that's consistent because it's the first game of the season. It's exciting. I feel like I I know what I'm getting myself into when I'm trying to buy a ticket to that game. However, anything could be going on at the end of the season. Like they could be fighting for a playoff spot. They could be fight. They could be like top of the division or conference. Like (laughs) you just, you never know what's going to be happening. So I would rather know that I have a ticket to that game. Right. And then be able to attend it, then be like, oh, shoot, now I have to fight other people to get a ticket. To, or they might, yeah, I don't know. You just, I don't know. It, and it's versus the Islanders. And it's just like, can we please be free of those? Ooh. Those mofos? <laughs> hey, you mentioned girl math. What is that? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. You've never heard of girl math? No, bring oh, it. Okay. Teach me girl math. What is that? So it's a very prime example is financially, like girl math works with money, where mm. if you make a return to a store and you get like a store credit or a gift card or something that you have to use at that store, <laughs> yeah, that's free money. Like, oh, right. So you're making money on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I chose... I went the way of girl math. I went with girl math. There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. Go with girl math is definitely the episode title. Um, mm-hmm. And and go, Godspeed and go with girl math. That's uh, right, as we all do. When did I use that? Oh, Uber Eats. So I'm bartending yesterday uh, down at the dive, which I've now sort of public, publicly revealed to be the coal mine. I'm, I'm, I'm dragging that out into the light uh, right. because I could use... I could use pals on my Sunday daytime shifts. So come down and I may edit that out. So I just, cause there's, you know, <laughs> there's just those couple of freaky people out there. And yeah. you yep. know, I always admired the fact that you were public about Necro and, oh, we gotta, I am rocking my, my, uh, my, it looks like the hat, the official hat from, from a distance, the hat I'm wearing looks like, well, I should finish what I was going to say, and then let's come back to, to, to Necro. 
Uh, what was I talking about? It was hockey cool related. No, girl math. Cool math. Yeah. Uh, I ordered Uber Eats from the bar and I wanted a sugar fix. I wanted donuts. So there's a fairly nice. close Dunkin'. I know it's a fairly cheap Uber Eats. And I get two donuts that I select. And then it says, want to buy a sandwich? And two. And I was like, okay, I'll get a sandwich. <laughs> so I click on the sandwich and then I hit confirm. The driver shows up in pretty short order. I meet them outside, get the bag. Thanks. Go back into the bar, open the bag, only sandwich. No donuts, which were the original reason for the Uber Eats. So I go in a slow moment, I dip into the kitchen and I'm looking through to see, is there a way to... Mm-hmm. notify uber that hey they didn't bring my items and there is and there are no hey bring me my items options because that ship has sailed but they yeah. do offer either a refund to your card in eight to ten days mm-hmm. or immediate uber eats credit and i thought well i'm definitely going to want donuts next weekend so i went right. with the girl math nice. on that one that, well, right? yeah that's girl math you just that, made money i just um, yeah Yep. <laughs> uh, Necromancer Brewing Company on Babcock Road in, uh, what town is that? What actual municipality is that? Ross Township. Ross Township. Mm-hmm. Home of the Ross Mall, right? Ro- how do you oh, say yeah, it? yeah, Ross Park. It's right Ross up Park. McKnight. Yeah. Boop, boop, if you just um, keep going. Uh, shuts its doors. You were a, a part of that story. It was a part of your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, great beer. Whenever I'm drinking beer, that, like, that's worth it to go up there and have an imperial stout or a porter or um, so many good dark beers, particularly for me. Uh, but I, my final beer that I'll ever drink uh, from Necromancer, although maybe I'll, I'll find my way to a can at some point somehow, was the, the Spins, which was like oh, a hazy IPA. Hazy, right? Did I have that right? Uh-huh. Was it a hazy? Yeah, that was... I think technically our, our like flagship IPA, that, that one was a, a very familiar face, uh, recurring in the lineup. Yeah. I, dude, I don't even know. Like I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. Like I went to Nashville and then all of a sudden everything started going down seemingly out of nowhere. So I like it, I've had to, and this, this might sound dumb to some people, but I've had to grieve that loss while I've been here, but I'm far enough away from it that it still hasn't clicked in my brain yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to grieve it again whenever I go home. And I'm like, yeah, I won't be working there anymore, which sucks in and of itself. But the not being able to have the beer anymore is really in that space. I just, I love that place so much. And it meant a lot to a lot of people, Mm. myself included. And Yeah. yeah, it's really, really, really dang sad that yeah. We closed. I mean, just aesthetically, it was a rad place to visit with a lot of like death and impermanence and skeletons mm-hmm. and like uh, web wrapped bodies hung upside down from the yep. 365 days a year. This was not a Halloween gimmick. This was a place mm-hmm. that celebrated the macabre, mm-hmm. right? And it was also a, a brewery conceived of run by drinks slung by members of the LGBTQ community. Uh, and 
there's something about that for me as a non-member of that community per se still just made me feel great because, well, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a, you know, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm a left-leaning guy. Like that's yeah. just my MO. It doesn't mean that I like blindly vote the party line ever, but it does mean that like, you know, I just felt spiritually safe in that place and like heartened and inspired and like, yes, the, you can make it happen because what what is more unlikely than in some ways like in 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 the climate in the US for that place to open and to have a tenure in the city that creates a bit of a legend it's just to triumph and it's and it's mm-hmm. extremely sad to see the doors close it was actually a bittersweet event that I got to attend it at all i wish you were there of course uh, but me too low low lit spooky Again, sad, uh, sort of very necro, very necromancer. And I did pick up the sweet, the hat I'm wearing for folks who can't see, because none of you can see, because it's just audio podcast. If you, if you glanced at my hat, you would, if you're an alien fan, you might've thought I was wearing a replica of the hat that the crew members of the Nostromo wore, uh, particularly Harry Dean Stanton, who gets, who's the first death in the first alien film, he's <laughs> sauntering around looking for Jonesy, the cat wearing this very similar looking hat right before he gets sucked up into the ceiling by the, by the alien monster. But in I fact, don't remember any of that. this hat says, uh, bone who you want to bone. And there's a cool two skeletons laying sort of in post 69 formation in this bed under a rainbow blanket it's a totally badass cap that I will be sporting awesome. a, a lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, closing thoughts on Necromancer uh, here on Fly Penguins Fly. Gosh, it's yeah. We they can will, always bring it up again. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm sure it will come up again in following episodes and and yeah. whatnot. But, but I, I'm just really bummed. I I do believe that Lauren, the head brewer is going to find herself somewhere because she Mm -hmm. is just phenomenally talented at brewing beer. Like just so every single style that she made, which she made a lot, she Mm. made a ton of different styles. Every single one. It felt like by the third or fourth brew, she had not run circles around it, mastered it. Just ridiculous what she was able to do. And She'll end up somewhere and that brewery will be a hit because really like, yeah, you know, the, the staff created the atmosphere and helped set the vibes. But if people aren't digging the beer, nobody's going to come. And like good beer is what makes a successful brewery. Everything else just helps determine the level of success of the brewery. So I just uh, like, well, and that's, that's what's so maddening for me as a fan of that product uh, that Lauren and Necromancer were rolling out is that it wasn't just the quality of the beer or the mm-hmm. good people. It was also the trappings of this killer place you could visit, very accessible. And, and it's just a, uh, one little uh, uh, coffee cheers to, uh, uh, cheers. to Necromancer. R.I.P. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you, Necromancer Brewing. And mm-hmm. thank you, Jordan, as my sometimes bartender there. It was so oh, yeah. cool to v- visit you up there. It was, a, it was a treat to pour beer for people. And 
But that's yep. not our main, that's not what we were put on this earth mostly to do. What we do is sing and make podcasts. And if you yep. want to hear us sing, folks, for the first time, we can announce Jordan DeFigio and myself, Jeff Taylor, we can tell you, come down to the original Pittsburgh winery in the cellar on Wednesday, March 6th, doors at seven o'clock, uh, former lead singer of the amazing band, The Living Street, Nick Guckert, opens up solo voice like honey. I mean, just the most beautiful singer, followed by your co-host, band leader, guitar and vocal virtuoso, Jordan DeFigio, aka Noah Jordan, uh, right on the heels of completing tracking for your new LP. And then me, uh, Jeff Taylor, with my band, right afterwards. The whole thing's going to happen quick. It's going to be a nice early evening show. The whole thing will be wrapped up by 10 o'clock. So if it's a weeknight and you're thinking school night, get down there and what, tell what you're shaking your, what's going on? You're, you're no, liking this. I just this. love that. I yeah, love, love that it. so yeah, much. Me too. I love yeah. a good early show. Yep. Yeah. I Look, you know, it's a Wednesday. I mean, if it were a Saturday, maybe, but even then it's like, I kind of want to if I'm going to hang out at all, if I'm going to have a, a pop or I'm going to get after it, that's going to be after the show. And I'm mm -hmm. like not 20, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I just want to get the work done. Plus, it's I take it seriously. I want to get up mm -hmm. there and do as good a job as I can do. It's hours of mental and emotional preparation that lead up to it and all yeah. of that. So come out. out of you. Come out and yeah. see us in person. How can you, listeners, not... Make the, you know what, make the trip to Pittsburgh if you live in the region. Get an Airbnb. Uh, actually, the Penguins play at home the following night. So you come down on that Wednesday. You could even theoretically leave after the game. If you live in Columbus, Cleveland, you know, Detroit, you don't even have to get two nights at Airbnb. You can drive yeah, through the night. Horrible. There's plenty of sheets where you can get coffee and drive home. But a couple of nights, Airbnb, you can stay with us. Jordan's nodding. The two of us have guest rooms. We'll put you up in. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, you can't they can't stay with us? That's the end of the podcast. Uh, Bye. No, no <laughs> but yeah, come down to the show. I mean, it's gonna be cool. Are you gonna be playing some of the tunes from this record with these with the band? One or two, yeah. Mm. I I would need to cross reference my set list, but I we we have a couple on there, so it's gonna be good. And for anybody that follows me, I should clarify, I will not be playing the music of Farmer, which I've been pushing hard for the last couple of weeks. We just released our first single, Cruel, and uh, Randy Bauman had us on WDVE. That was a thrill. And you and I haven't podcast, podcasted together since I got back from, from traveling with Lucius, which or maybe right. we did. Maybe we did the one time uh, just before you left. I don't think so. I don't think we made it happen. So we're back, though. We're, yep, back, we're back in Pittsburgh. And uh, March 6th, that's a Wednesday, be out there and support. Awesome. Yep. A pretty, pretty reasonable ticket, too. Ten bucks if you buy it in advance. That's not including the fees. Of course, there's some kind of ticket master fee or something, but there always is. Yep. Uh, or, or you do it in person, and they're going to upcharge you at the door. So one way or the yep. other, we're taking all your money. Yep. Woo. We're going to be rich. No, yeah. we're not. No, we're definitely not. Uh, and you know, yeah. also something to to talk about. I don't know why we would talk about this. It's a it's a hockey podcast. 
The yeah. Penguins beat the Flyers seven to six in the craziest game that has happened in that arena since another seven to six victory versus the Florida Panthers last season. And who scores the game winning goal in both games? Chris Letang. Unreal. 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 Everybody's Unreal. talking about Crosby, and, and we're going to get to that. But Chris Letang with the game winner, Kunitz esque flutter puck that just mm -hmm. finds its way. And I was bartending, and the place was full of Penguins fans. And did that place not explode when, when the Penguins, and only in the last four seconds, secured the victory? Oof. Ah. Unreal. Yeah, that was a that was a stressful one for for sure. Um, my mom was at the game. She was right along the glass <laughs> oh on the side where God. Jari was twice. So I could I I spotted her wow. as soon as the game started. Was like, I think that's she was the down area on the glass. She's in. I'm pretty sure that's my mom. Wow. What's that? She was down on the glass. You said. Uh huh. She was down on the glass with family wow. members. They had an extra ticket and they took her. And yeah, but that, I mean, what a game for her to go to. I think it was her first of the season. <laughs> wow. Geez. Yeah. The back and forth was just like, and the Penguins went up by two at one point. And I was like, okay, surely. Yeah. That, that should, that should be it. It won't be because of no. this Penguins team, but you know, oh, well, wow. And that's, ride. that's the victory is the point. But yeah. the takeaway I thought was summed up by friend of the show, Rob Rossi, who in the very beginning of his theathletic.com article of today said, you know, in a must win game that they won. So they did win the game, of course. Mm -hmm. The Penguins still showed us, and now I'm paraphrasing, but I'm paraphrasing using other Rob Rossi language from earlier <laughs> in his writing career. When someone shows you who they are, believe them, right? So it's still a team that in this game gave up multiple two-goal leads, surrendered a shorthanded goal, albeit to the league-leading shorthanded goal-getting team in the Flyers. So I, I understand that as well. But listen, if there's a night to clean up some of the mess and be defensively responsible. And I, and I said this about Eric Carlson, who I like very much, you know, as a player, and I know he's been getting consistent point getting and all that. But I think it's the, it was one, it was that, it was on the shorthanded goal. It was on the shorthanded goal. Raquel has the first look, I thought, at Cates. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. And boy, does that guy Cates, Noah Cates, have, an, have a real natural ability uh, as an athlete, the, the deacon and the juking and going around for the wraparound. And what an amazing individual effort. But on that same play, when that wraparound fails and that puck dribbles up into the slot, Eric Carlson, I'm really, I'm very confident in this following statement. Mm -hmm. Folks, go look at the goal, the shorthanded goal the Flyers scored. It is a super ugly defensive uh, read. In fact, uh, just a non-read. Carlson's facing the boards all alone, having just drifted down behind the net, thinking, I don't know, maybe that uh, Raquel or whoever else was attending to Cates at the time was going, you know, going to make the puck pop out, and then Carlson was just going to easily pick it up behind the net. 
I don't see what about that play made him think that. I don't think he was thinking defensively at all. I think he yeah. was beelining, overshot the whole play, and just ends up alone behind the net. And then I forget the name of the play. Maybe it was Forrester at the time. Uh, ends up cleaning up the garbage totally alone. And, and that's forgivable if it's a breakaway and it's a 2 on o or whatever. But we have two Penguins back. In fact, you have a Penguin south, right, behind your own mm-hmm. net. Where, where are you going? On that play. So somebody in the, you want to come at me for that one and you want to say, stop bad mouthing Carlson. Look, it's not a bad mouthing of Carlson. It's a, in a game where you're up two goals, multiple times, these kinds of things, hold on to the bag once you have the bag. Yep. And it's just, it's a pattern with this Penguins team that their, their awareness, their situational awareness Mm. is so non-existent because they are, you'll see them make all of these mistakes that should not be happening given the situation that they're in. They're just like unaware of the fact that they have it. And this is what it seems like. I don't know what is actually going on, yeah. but it just seems like they are never playing the way they should be playing for the the point of the game that they're in or the lead that they have or the lead that they don't have. It's just, and you see a lot of sloppy play from a lot of guys. And that's what's been consistent with this team. Like Ryan Graves, he had so many moments yesterday where I was like, dude, Oh, what, what are you, what are you doing out there? Like mishandling the puck. Um, yeah. I, I, I think we're, nobody. I, think, I think we might be thinking of the same play, but there are just times when Ryan Graves seems to not, you know, be able to get messages to go back and forth yeah. quickly from from upstairs to downstairs. I mean, that's and and I mean that yeah. as someone who struggles with that. And I'm also a tall, live gentleman. <laughs> Although <laughs> Ryan Graves ostensibly built a lot more athletically and and bigger, but um, yeah, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. And they won the game. What kind yeah. of fans are we right now? This is bad form on our part. Shouldn't we be celebrating Sidney Crosby and a four-point night and and Brian Russ scoring two goals and getting injured? Um, always seeing the the other side of it, I guess, here in Pittsburgh, right? I think, and I, honestly, if this had been sort of a, a rare occurrence that the Penguins looked out of sorts, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you could make that argument. But it also feels recklessly optimistic to be like, well, they yeah, they won it and Sid yeah. and all the all the points and blah blah blah. Like, uh, yeah, I honestly, if they can build off of this, that would mm. be great. But they yeah. haven't shown any indication that that is the type of team that they are right now, where they will take a win and build on that momentum and carry it with them into the next game. They just fall apart, and yeah. I mean, look, we've got Emil Benstrom's first any uh well uh, penguin goal, excuse me, uh, now five goals away from triggering the draft pick clause that bumps it up from a sixth round to a third round. If 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 yeah, if Emil Benstrom scores, I'm saying Benstrom, but it's Bemstrom, isn't it? Bemstrom. Oh, Bem Bem Bemstrom or a best. Anyway, he's the best. Uh, Ricard Raquel scores 
off of the insane one-handed pass from Crosby behind the net. That's just that beautiful. So gnarly. The the strength it takes. Non-dominant hand too. Like to just it's ridiculous. so so effortlessly just guide the puck exactly where it needed to go as he was kind of like fighting off a defender too. Foolish. That was just a masterclass. <laughs> it's just and foolish. It's ridiculous that man. Yeah. He's God. He I deserved mean, so much better this season than and he, he, he almost had one or two other goals. Like yeah, he was having a day. Oh my goodness, full bull. Once again, I love it. What Especially about against the Flyers? I just I love how and Tortorella handles them. Yeah, and Torts. God, and I God. like I like John Tortorella more and more as the years go on. He's yeah. really a person in hockey who seems to have worked on some stuff yeah. and doesn't explode at people in the press any in any of the way that he really used to the cusses still come occasionally but i'm not mm-hmm. i don't mind cusses and the bold statements still come and the you know but he's just seems like what's he really into horses is it is he's he jo- i think john tortorella's a an an equestrian minded oh my let me just look this up real quick That's john hilarious. tortorella can't spell anything Horses. <laughs> I just horse, love saying horses. horses. Animal advocacy. Yeah, he's a horseman. Love um, that. Absolutely, yeah. And, and there might Incredible. have been a horse kick wound on his face at one point. Okay, a lot of you oh, hockey shoot. fans already know about this. Some beautiful, uh, beautiful horses he's pictured with here. All right. Hmm. Have you seen any of the footage of this New York Rangers player, Rempy, and all the fights that he's getting in? Like, hasn't played more than a total of 15 or so minutes of hockey, but it's got like 35 penalty minutes or something. I'm inflating it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but. Almost a seven foot tall, probably about seven foot tall on skates. This is how big a person this is, right? Had played for the, uh, according to the, popped into the Don Cherry podcast for a second. And he and his family were talking about how Rempe played for the Thunderbirds. Uh, the Coachella, no, the Firebirds. Is it the Firebirds? Coachella Firebirds? Yeah, I got that. And they won the uh, the Calder, I think, in the last okay. last uh, AHL season and scored maybe the series-clinching goal for them. And But now he's just come into the New York Rangers system and has fought everybody. And this real wild fight you can watch between him and Nick Delorier, which is why Delorier had the big raspberry and the black eye, although Delorier got by far the better of the fight. Might have just caught one uh, that blackened his face in, in that area, but boy, really uh, rang Rempe's belt. But he just keeps fighting. He fought again the next game. This guy is like something out, and then he smiles while he fights, <laughs> and he's actually a really agreeable-seeming person. And the Like uh, Emily Kaplan interviewed him on ESPN, and I really liked him. All he said was, hey, you know, I'm just trying to get down to the gritty areas and clean up the garbage. A lot of redeemable personalities for me on the Rangers, of course, all uh, darkened and clouded by the presence of Jacob Truba, in my opinion. Yeah, but, right. Uh, not mad at Rempe. Rempe had the hit on uh, on Bastion for uh, for the Devils recently, who was hunched over truly, almost to the point of like a like a, a half forward fold in yoga. I mean, he was really yeah. truly bent over and about half the height of Rempe. I mean, there is a point at which. Yes, you take the match penalty or what have you for the hit to the head. You still take the, you know, that's just the way it goes. No intent 
to hit the head in my opinion. And I would certainly say it uh, about a ranger if I, if I felt there was, but uh, right. exciting. I like the physical. I like, you know, I, I kind of like fighting in hockey as long as it's like, Hey, are we going to go? Yeah, we're going to go. Okay. Drop the gloves. I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. I mean, I, there's, there's a whole subsect of subsect subset. Mm-hmm, yeah. Either one, one those, I think. One of those two oh, yeah. uh, of hockey fans who watch it because they want the fighting. Like, sure, sure. And it feels like they're always in my section, section 216. They're just yeah. yelling, the gloves, um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't need the fighting, but I, no, it, the as game long as it's mutual, it's like, yeah, let's go. It, yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I'm into it. Cause yeah, you know, and it can, you know, like I just think of the Max Talbot fight against, I can't, was it Scott Hart now? And oh, wow. Yeah, this is like right before my time. Well, not right. Good ways before what 20, 2009? Well, that was 2009. Yeah. Leading into the, the, into the, the playoffs, right? That, yeah. And he shushed the fans like that. That's like the epitome of hockey fights. And yeah. I'm, it's going to drive. Hold on one second. I have yeah, to look, yeah, up look it up. Spot. I'll um, say while you're doing that, I think fighting takes an incredibly dangerous sport and makes it less dangerous because since you are able to fight, you know, you might, you might save a little bit of that angst for the fight. And therefore mm -hmm. actually the, you know, the regular five versus five action has a chance that much better a chance to be cleaner and more skill that way if they're yeah. and then it, but if you break the code and there's so many different ways you can do that, as we're seeing and questions about what that code really is, clean hits now are resulting in fights. And mm -hmm. what did you find out? What, what was that game? Daniel Carcillo. I think I mm. just wanted it to be scott hartnell because i couldn't stand that guy <laughs> right but yeah that that was the fight yeah it, you know it can swing the momentum of a game it can swing the momentum of a series but yeah it is interesting now what some players are willing to drop the gloves for because yeah. it's like okay uh but it is also hockey um there's going to be some mm. physicality guys are going to get hit like not right. every hit warrants retaliation so i don't know yeah. it's interesting yeah i don't know well, let's take a look at, at what we got coming up. The Penguins are headed west. Is it Vancouver's the, uh, the next game? Do I have that right? Yep, I'm, tomorrow I'm, night, Tuesday. All right. So that's a tough out. And I want to look at, I'm going the wrong direction to do it right now. I want to look at, um, unless you can pull it up before I can, the, uh, the recent record of the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, I, know, I know a little ways back they had a little bit of a slide, but my my gut tells me that's not current anymore. Uh, Vancouver. Schedule. Vancouver Canucks, come on. 38, oh. si 38, 16, and 6. Yeah. Um, the last 10, they're 4-5-1. Right. So, eh, not great. Yeah, because they were playing really hot there for a while, but... Not I mean, utterly still not dominant. Bad. They're yeah. maintaining basically vulnerable potentially to a team with a little bit of get up in its giddy up, as Phil oh, Bork yeah. says. If that is the Penguins, we don't know if they're going to yeah. have any giddy up and they're giddy up. Was that just because, uh, you know, you dropped two out of three at home in front of Yarimir Yager himself, who I got to salute, by the way? I can't say that he saw me salute him, but. Uh, a good friend of the show, who I won't embarrass, gave a friend and I some unbelievable seats 
I was down by the glass behind the penalty boxes right uh, on. with a, a listener and good friend, Matt Bondi. And you could see Yager right above the broadcast booth. Oh, cool. And right there with his, with his girlfriend. And I just couldn't help myself. I'm a cheese, I'm a cheese ball like that. I like turn when we scored, I would turn around and give him the salute. Cause I was like, I just wanted to add to the feeling that he might've been getting that, that would tell him, Hey, this is a good place for me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, I want to be, cause this organization is only what it is. Like we talked about with Staggy. And by the way, I've, I've gotten some really nice responses from people locally who listened to that interview. Right so on. I think we did good. With, uh, awesome. I'm going to listen to it on my drive home tomorrow I'll since I'll finally have the time yeah. to commit to some podcasts. Um, it was so yeah, fun. That was, I mean, that was a blast. That was a, that was a good time. No. Yeah, it was so fun hearing you and Staggy talking about stuff that I just don't have memories of like mm. games and and the knowing uh, uh sharing that you did of that it's a hockey night in pittsburgh song oh it's a great day you'll like what i did with that on the podcast can't wait i'm so, so and then and then i will reveal also that the podcast we put out featuring paul staggerwald last week is only part of the equation that was like an hour and a half long chat all of which was very good i thought and oh, yeah. we only released about 40 plus minutes of it. So there's more of that chat to come. And depending on how the next couple of games unfold and what kind of trades are made could dictate mm-hmm. how I assemble that uh, in production. So more great chat with Paul Staggerwald coming. Tell your friends to uh, go listen to our previous episode. Uh, what else? I mean, we haven't talked together since the Yager Jersey retirement. Yep. Which was a beautiful event. I didn't really describe it in too much detail the other the other night. I wasn't present for it, although we sort of collaborated to get me down to the rink. Um, and thanks for your part in that. Uh, it was cool to see the banner in person. I didn't get down there for the ceremony. I watched that at home, which I almost am glad I did because you have multiple angles, stereo audio, yeah. clear view. And then I just got on the tee and showed up to the game about halfway through the first period, uh, Penguins lose a, a heartbreaker to the Isles. Oh, not to the Isles, uh, to the Kings uh, that night. Yep. That was rough. Man, oh, man. And they had yeah. that game. They had it. It's another instance where they they had just played smart hockey. And they yeah. didn't. They crumbled in the in the waning minutes of the game. And short was shorthanded goal, correct? Am I thinking of the right game? I um, I feel like that has to be the case. The, I. I think that is they the case. They give up so many. Now it's hard to keep track of yeah. where they happen and where they don't. Well, you don't come to Fly Penguins Fly, folks, for our steel trap stat mines. You come here no. to hang out with a couple of, of singer-songwriters who are, who are raging pensaholics, and, yeah. uh, and that's the deal. So we're going to know mm-hmm. some stuff. We're going to forget some stuff. We're going to ask you, ask you some stuff yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and get in the DMs. At Fidge Newton on X is, is Jordan DeFiggio, and I'm Jeff Taylor at Penn's Pod underscore JT. Come to the city winery down in the cellar uh, Wednesday, March 6th. Okay, that's about a week or so after this podcast drops. So you have time to book your B&B, come to Pittsburgh, or if you live in town, get a babysitter, you know, 
or whatever. You can't afford the, the 10 bucks, you know, DM us. We, we want you in the room. So let us know, come down yeah. and support live music. Uh, Jordan, what about your final kind of take on where the team is at right now and a bit of a prediction as to how they're going to sustain over the course of this, this very difficult down the stretch here? God almighty. Um, that's, that's a tough one, which sidebar, it was Adrian Kempe who scored the game winning goal shorthanded. Oh that was, God. Yeah. Yep, so he got brutal. He got both, both the goals for mm. the Kings that, that game. Anyway, thank you for that. Um, yep. I need, it was going to drive me bonkers, but uh, it doesn't feel uh, we haven't seen anything that would indicate that anything about this team from mm. the lineup to the coaching, to the quality of play yeah. will be changing this season. I just think that we, the product that we're seeing is the product we're going to get through the end of the season. Then maybe Dubas will get to work and try to really put a winning cup contending team together for next season. I, I think they're too far gone this year. They'll, they'll lose games in horrific fashion. They'll continue to steal games here and there against teams that they have no business beating. Right. But I just, I don't, they're just so far out of a playoff spot at this point. Like what is it? Seven points out of the wild card and the teams. But they but, got the game. They've got the games in hand. I, I know, I know they control their own destiny is the one phrase we don't want to hear because it, it brings me back to us hanging out at uh, Permanis in Crafton. No, uh, we're, no, not, not Crafton. Wherever we were to oh, watch yes. the final game of the regular season on, versus- On Steubenville, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that Crafton? Is that where we were? Sure. Uh, I, I don't, don't remember. I don't which, know. I don't know which borough it's technically part of, but Any, it's on, anybody on Steubenville Pike. Who, who's been in Permanis knows it doesn't matter which one we were in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all, all the, same the same stuff. Good, yep. you know- sports coverage and all that. So, you know, they're at there, they're, you got it. You got it with the, actually they're five points out. Wait a minute. No, that's games. uh, Sorry. That's games uh, played nine points out of the wild card. Okay. So that's a lot, but but five, five games in hand, which control of your own destiny. It's slightly because that also requires the other teams to start losing the teams that are ahead of us. Yes. Right, because they, they're closer. That's yeah. right. But it requ- so but it requires of Tampa to play their butts off. Yeah. So it's it's not impossible. I know that, and I think that it they could like if if there's any team that could possibly claw their way back to being in a playoff spot after the season that they've had, it's a team with Sidney Crosby on it. Like I. I right. won't count the team out logically until they're out, until they're declared out of playoff sure. contention. And I agree, of course, because it would be, you know, pseudoscientific of me not to, but I I agree with you on the on the in the sense that they've shown us who they are, and I'm already thinking about what Kyle Dubas does in the offseason, similarly to you. And I agree that the penguins are more likely to play up than they are to take advantage of teams who they should beat. Right. All you can hope for 
and you look at the schedule and it's not pretty because they've saved all the good stuff for us. Here come, and I'll I'll just say these are these are in order, but they are not all of the Penguins games. Okay, so I'm leaving out the bad teams, but boy, you have to get past Canucks, Kraken, Oilers, Bruins, Oilers, Rangers, Red Wings, Devils, Avalanche, Canes, Rangers, Devils. Lightning, who that's a that's a head to head matchup against a team that we're going to be really battling with, and you know they can give us yeah. fits. Uh, Leafs, who I'm sorry, but the the Leafs are one of the most dangerous looking teams I've seen in a long time right now. Uh, prone to collapses, prone to playing down, also, and nothing's more yeah. fun than watching Leafs fans uh, raising up. But then finish the season out with Wings, Bruins, Preds. And and Islanders, and it's just like that is just getting your face speed bagged with difficult games. I mean, this is going to be it's going to be a lot easier to resign myself to missing the playoffs. But that's maybe not the best type of fan to be. Should I should I start believing again? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know if I have it in me. It's so hard. Uh, yeah, it's it takes a lot out of you. Um. Uh, I don't know. But anything can happen. I guess I'm. I'm if you I'm use, if you go surprised. with girl math, exactly. Go with girl math. The Penguins will make the playoffs. If if you're utilizing girl math, then yeah, four games in hand basically means that they're only five points out of a playoff spot, which means they they're only like three games away from That's getting right. back into the playoff spot. Yep. So there you go. That's girl math. Boom. Let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens.